yo, welcome to the Philly Breakdown with your boy Colt. It's the end of the weekend, so it's time for the weekend recap. And real quick, I need to apologize to you guys for a second because after the feedback from the first episode, I realized I didn't explain the format of the pod and whatnot. So what this is, I'll have two shows per week. A show that comes out Friday that breaks down the games that in the news that happen throughout the weekdays. And then I'll do another show that will be available on Monday, like the one you're listening to right now, that breaks down what happens over the weekend. So that's my bad. That's my fault. And thanks for people reaching out and letting me know. And with that being said, let's uh, get right into it. A big weekend in Philly sports. We'll start with the two Phillies games. Then we'll jump to the two Sixers games. And we'll talk a little Eagles and the significance of one particular Eagle and a jersey number change. And then we'll touch base with the Flyers. So let's dive right on into it. So the Phillies got the start on Saturday, 4.05. I was at a friend's house, actually, for the beginning of the game. And he had direct TV. So I couldn't listen to the local broadcast guys, you know, Cruck and Tom McCarthy. I watched it on FS1. So if you know anything about Major League Baseball and FS1, I had to listen to Joe Buck for freaking three hours call a Phillies game, which was bad, but it was worth it because Zach Wheeler put on a show. What an outing this guy had on the mound and at the plate. He went seven innings, 10 Ks, one hit, zero walks, and then of course two for three at the plate with two RBIs. Wheeler is the first Phillies pitcher with a multiple hit in RBI game since Ben Lively on September 5th, 2017. There's a blast for the pass for you. He really put the team on his back. Uh, I watched the whole game and very rarely did his pitches go below 90. He set the tone early when he touched 100 in a first inning strikeout. And that was pretty much a wrap. It was easy sailing. It, it was a pitching duel for a good amount of the game until the Phillies broke down Charlie Morton in the fifth when Segura gets a two-out single. And then he hits Roman Quinn with an Aussie pitch. Go figure. Roman, Roman Quinn can't hit. And whenever he gets on base, of course he gets hit. It's just ironic to me. And like we talked about, Wheeler comes in clutch with a single. And then Reese knocks in the other runners with a fifth-inning broken bat double just inside the left field line. That scored Roman, and that scored Wheeler, which I'm glad to see from Reese. I said it before, Reese is crucial part in this Phillies lineup. It was great to see him coming big when they needed him. Okay, the next inning, Wheeler comes in clutch again, bringing in Alec Boom with an RBI double, giving our starting pitcher more hits than the entire Braves team already. It was definitely a special day for him, uh, definitely player of the game. Uh, he retired his last 17 straight batters, like I said before, 10 Ks and 70 innings. Like I said, no walks. He did it all in under 90 pitches. Just an impressive outing. And another takeaway from this game, real quick, Harper in the first inning, first at bat, first pitch, single down the right field line, aggression. I love it, right? But we talked about it last episode. He again tried to stretch a hard hit ball for an extra base, and he got hosed. And I just wanted to touch on that because I talked about it last episode. So eh, there you go. And another thing about Harper, he wore a hand warmer in 50-degree weather. We're all local people. You know the weather on Saturday. Harper wore a hand warmer. 
hate it or love it, that's up to you. I'm just here to give you the information. All right, game number two, the Phillies got the sweep done against the Atlanta Braves. Two to one. It was a 105 start. It was earlier today. Eflin took the mound. Zach Eflin. Uh, he did a great job. He went seven strong, eight strikeouts, four hits, one walk. Not too shabby. Only mistake he had was he got hung up once in the seventh inning to Travis Dionard. That went deep, and he tied the game at one apiece. And the Phillies got the run after Andrew Knapp, who was the starting catcher today, giving JT a rest. He hit a bomb in right field, bottom of the second. It was huge for the team, and that's huge for Knapp. You love to see that from him because you know, it can be hard to be the backup to the best catcher in baseball. So when you're up there to take advantage, go crazy. Why not? But anyway, Eflin led up the homer in the seventh. The boys' next inning, I'm talking about Hoskins, Harper, Boom, hit three consecutive singles and rescored to make it a 2-1 to one in the bottom of the eighth. And that's pretty much all she wrote. Hector Neris allowed two men on in the top of the ninth, but the Phillies survive. They start the season 3-0 and sweep the Braves right the hell out of Philadelphia. Red October watch is in full effect because the Phillies are a wagon. The starting pitchers, Nola, Wheeler, and Eflin, the first three games surrendered only three runs, 11 hits, and one walk while recording 24 strikeouts and 20 and two-thirds innings against NL MVP, reigning NL MVP Freddie Freeman, in an Atlanta lineup that led the majors last year with 556 hits in a 60-game season. A very, very red October-ish start to the season. All right, let's jump to the Sixers. The big news for the Sixers, of course, the king of the city returned after missing 10 games from a bone bruise in his left knee Saturday night against the Carl Anthony Towns and the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm talking about, of course, Joel Embiid. The rivalry between these two players continued with Embiid dropping 24 points and eight rebounds. Anthony Towns matched him with 39 points and 14 rebounds. Uh, A great game. And a great effort by Towns, but the Sixers get the win, 122-113. to 113. The big story, of course, is Embiid's return. The Sixers are just a completely different team defensively and offensively when Embiid is on the floor. Even the Sixers played better than expected with Embiid out. They got a handful of good team wins. But it's nights like tonight. When Embiid is out, that the team is completely out of sync, and you can see that this team won't survive in the playoffs without him. I'm talking about, of course, the Sixers played the Memphis Grizzlies to finish to finish out the sports weekend, and the game ended about an hour ago, and it was a back-to-back weekend, like I'm saying. So Embiid, like he always much is, was out, and they got their asses kicked 116-100 to to an average Grizzlies team. Now, anytime Michael... St- Michael Scott starts for the Sixers. I guarantee you the game is already a wash. Tobias Harris led the way with 21 points. And with the Sixers' loss, they remain tied with the Brooklyn Nets. And the Nets lost to Chicago earlier today. So, like I said, they're both tied for the Eastern Conference, you know, number one seed right now. Now, the end of the season is quickly approaching. And if the Sixers want to hold on to that number one seed in the East, it's pretty simple. Embiid just has to play. The sitting every other game or sitting back to back, like back to back games 
for precautionary reasons, it's it's soft at this point. And I'm not calling Embiid soft, but whoever's making the decision that he can dress or can't dress or play, can't play, it it's it's bad at this point. And he won't win the MVP this year. And we might lose the first place in the East simply because our best player won't play. And it's just gone too far. And I'm not scared of any team in the Eastern Conference. Even with all the moves the Nets made, I'm not scared of them. As long as Embiid is in the lineup, if Joel is in the lineup and we're full strength, let's go. I'll take any team in the playoffs. But if we don't have Joel, I'm terrified of everyone. If the season ended right now, the Sixers are one seed. They'd play the Boston Celtics, who are currently 24-25 at the 8th seed. If we don't have Joel Embiid, we would get smoked in a 7-game series versus Celtics. Especially with the way Ben Simmons has been playing lately, my God. Missing free throws. And tonight, hey, he chipped in 7 points. (laughs) Hats off to Ben Simmons. And you know what? I just got to say, I saw a tweet on Twitter during the game when, you know, Ben was, you know, having his career moment, seven points, some rebounds, whatever. He was having a bad game. And it said, whenever you feel, whenever you find yourself thinking you're useless, think about the shooting sleeve that Ben Simmons wears every game. (laughs) Uh, Listen, we need Joel to play now and in the future. All right. And uh, speaking of the Celtics, that's who the Sixers start the road trip against. Uh, we got the one second Celtics on one second. Let me look through my notes. Okay. Celtics on Tuesday, Pelicans Friday and the Thunder on Saturday. So I'll be recapping the Celtics game on the pod on Friday, of course, and the rest of the games next Monday. Again, the new schedule will be Friday, breaking down all of our team's news and game recaps that happened during the weekdays. And then the pod on Monday, breaking down what happened during the weekend. So a Monday pod and a Friday pod for you guys, just to reiterate that. All right, here we go. Let's jump to the Eagles. All right, a plethora of Eagles changed their jersey numbers last week, including our QB1, a.k.a. the Stallion, a.k.a. the future of the Eagles, a.k.a. the franchise quarterback Jalen Hurts. Changing his number from two to number one is such a damn power move to me. And I hate to keep bringing this guy up because he's not here anymore. And we went through we went through all of it. It's over. But Carson changed his number to from 11 to number two out there in Indy. So honestly, Jalen, in my mind, he probably wants nothing to do with Wentz at this point. Like he wants no correlation with him whatsoever. So he decided to change. And also, I think the number changed to one was made more sense for him or he was more comfortable with it because he did wear number one at Oklahoma, which some would say was his best college season. You know, he put up insane stats there, uh, finished number two in the Heisman voting. So I can see that being a good reason for the change. And you know what? Why not? Let the man, let the man get comfortable. You know, he's going to be here for a bit. So he might as well settle in. And for the people who disagree the Eagles traded out of the sixth pick so drafting a quarterback this year to I don't know try to compete with Jalen Hurts that's out of the question 
And as far as acquiring the draft picks to make a potential move for a franchise quarterback like Russell Wilson, not happening. Deshaun Watson, not happening. And I'll tell you why. Why on God's green earth would Wilson want to come to Philadelphia? He wants to leave Seattle because he's tired of getting hit and sacked. So someone explain to me what's going to change when he gets here. Russell Wilson was sacked 47 times last year in a full season. And that's on a Seattle team with better receivers and a better O-line. Carson Wentz was sacked 50 times. And Wentz didn't play the last four games in a season. It just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And Deshaun Watson... The case to bring him here was over when he had one civil suit for sexual assault and inappropriate behavior. It has grown to 21 cases. 21 cases, 21 lawsuits, whatever you want to say. Hard pass. I don't want him here. Don't bring that mess up here. Hard pass. So let's roll with Jalen Hurst. Who else else we got? Joe Flacco? Stop it. This is Jalen Hurts' team, he's QB1, and now his jersey is even more of a confirmation. Alright, and that, you know what, that'll do it for me tonight. And for all my Flyers people, I know, I know, you want a Flyers weekend update, okay, here's your Flyers update. They choked and they lost in the shootout overtime to the worst team in the NHL. The Buffalo Sabres. Oh, and by the way, they lost to the same Buffalo team last Wednesday, 6-1. to The Flyers are in a deep, deep hole. And it's not just a kind of hot thing anymore. This is a top-to-bottom issue. And I don't know how to fix it. But, good news. I know someone who does... And he will be on the next episode of the Philly Breakdown. That's right. I got a Flyers expert coming on to discuss the Flyers and how they can turn this season around. Possibly make a playoff run. On Friday's show, Flyers talk. A little Masters discussion. You know the Masters is creeping up. Who y'all got? I'm going to tell you who my favorites are. Fan do all that. Sixers play the Celtics on Wednesday. We'll discuss that. And the Phillies open up a three-game series with the Mets that ends on Wednesday. And we'll break all that down on the next episode. Thank you for listening. This is the Philly Breakdown with your boy, Colton. I'll catch you later.